the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and, a, and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, January 11th, currently 12.20 p.m. on the East Coast. Here to talk about some NBA player props. We'll dive into some awards markets here as well. But joining me here, as usual, to help me break down the player props for the NBA. You guys know him as a voice on the NFL Gambling Podcast and on the College Basketball Experience. It's Ryan McIntyre. Ryan, how's it going today, my man? It's going good, Moonoff. Appreciate you having me on and ready to talk some props. Uh, college football's done. NFL playoffs start. So before you know it, it'll be only basketball with just the NBA and college basketball. Yeah, football winding down now. Obviously, college football is over. Um, not much of a title game, I guess we can say, for the Natty there. <laughs> Georgia just absolutely steamrolled the oh, uh, <laughs> the Horn Frogs. Uh, but yeah, college basketball, I know conference play has been well underway for college ball, uh, ever so closer to, um, March madness, man. It's crazy. It's already the new year, 2023, and we're getting closer and closer, uh, to, uh, not only the trade deadline in the NBA, but also, uh, college basketball with, um, March madness just right around the corner. So definitely still busy times here at the SGPN network, Ryan. No doubt. And correct me if I'm wrong, the trade deadline and the all-star break are within about the same week of each other still, correct? It is, yeah. So I think the trade deadline this season in the NBA, I believe it's February. Is it the day after? No, so a week before the Super Bowl. So It's always uh, around President's Day. Yeah, Thursday, February 9th, it's the NBA trade deadline. And then uh, the NBA All-Star game this year is on Sunday, February 19th. So trades will be done uh, by the time we get to the All-Star game for this season. So, yeah, they those are the probably the more... Um, I guess busy month we can say for the NBA as far as you know trade rumors and, and the All Star game goes, but uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. It's in uh, Salt Lake City this year. Um, you know, again, the trade deadline is always exciting. Hopefully, um, we get some um, we get some carnage this, this season as far as the trade deadline goes, Ryan. Yeah, no, and I'm looking forward to the trade deadline as well because that impacts props going forward on the propcast. So, yeah. uh, somebody that goes from a team that's completely out of it all of a sudden you get put in a playoff push race all there's more motivation yeah. and uh, maybe they just fit systematically different i mean the guy that comes to mind last year was cj mccollum going from mm -hmm. portland who was out of it and he went over to new, new orleans and they just took off and still have rode that momentum into this season yeah 100 correct i mean look there's gonna be teams where they determine that hey we're not 
contenders anymore or never were, never were. And teams are going to come calling the front offices and looking to get that extra um, role player or maybe even a star player on their knee to make that playoff push. So you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head there that CJ got traded from Portland last year to New Orleans. They got into the playoffs last year, um, you know, gave it a fight, uh, unfortunately fell short against the Phoenix Suns. But uh, this season they've kind of, They've they've been one of the better teams in the Western Conference. I know they're dealing with some injuries right now with Zion and Bi both being out right now. But CJ uh, has been able to ride the ship right now for the Pelicans, and and they've been playing great basketball. So it'll be interesting to see uh, which players will be on the move. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do an episode on 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 a couple of players that we think will be on the move as we get closer to the trade deadline. But I thought this would be a good time. To kind of dive into some um, some more awards markets, I know you and I have talked about MVP and things like that uh, over the past couple of weeks, but I think the one intriguing awards market this season has been uh, the most improved player uh, awards market right now. It's it's really Ryan right now a, a race between three guys. So right now, odds on favorite is going to be uh, SGA Shea Gilchis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's currently sitting at uh, some books. He's at a minus price and some books. He's at even money to win that award. Second, uh, right behind him is uh, Lori Markkinen, Lori Bird. Um, he's at plus 180 and then Tyrese Halliburton at plus 450. So, Ryan, I did pick up a ticket on Tyrese Halliburton at 18 to one before the season started. So I'm going to try to sound as non-biased as I can when it comes to Tyrese this season, but um, I mean, look, both all three of these guys that I just mentioned, they've just been playing out of their mind so far this season for their respective teams. And I guess we could just go guy by guy, and then we can um, talk about you know who we like to win the award at the end of the season, or if there's anything that may happen uh, between now or the trade deadline or the end of the season that may impact um, the their their price at what it is right now. So why don't we start with Tyrese here? Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Tyrese this season? Obviously, you know, another trade that happened last year from Tyrese going from Sacramento to Indiana. I think both that trade for Sabonis and uh, Tyrese and Buddy Hield included was, I think, beneficial for both teams. But right now, Tyrese has had the keys to this offense for the Indiana Pacers. He's leading the league right now, I believe, in assists per game. Um, he's having a great season, and I think that, you know, well-deserved to be at least a third favorite right now for this award. Yeah, I like I, – I mean, I wish I had gotten in on it in the preseason like you did. What You said it was 18-1 to 1 or 16-1? 18-1, to 1. yeah. 18-1, to 1, that's a good – a heck of a price because now he's basically 5-1, to 1 and I mean – the Indiana Pacers are in the playoff race. They're currently the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these uh, awards, I feel like, get so back-heavy, if that makes sense, where it's such a recency bias where people kind of just like in the NFL where they just kind of overreact to the last month of the season or college football with the Heisman. I think it's the same thing in the NBA where after the trade deadline, if you really go on a run here, Tyrese Halliburton it puts off – He's averaging, what, 20 and 10 right now? I think if he goes and he steps it up even further and it's maybe 25 and 12 or even closer to 30 over the last, what, 20, 30 games, and they get all the way up to a 4 or 5 seed in the Eastern Conference, I think he's right there to win it. 
Yeah, right now, Tyrese is leading the league in assists per game. He's at 10.3. He's averaging, like you mentioned, 20.3 points per game. Um, and I know, I think what we really look at when we're talking about these awards is obviously the improvement of what's happened from one year to another for these players. And for Tyrese, he goes back um, to his uh, time with the Sacramento Kings last season where he was averaging about 14.3 points per game. And now this season, like you mentioned there, Ryan, he's averaging 20.3. But I think the one thing that's really been the difference is the assist per game, right? And we've talked a lot about Tyrese on this on this propcast and backing his assist or points or double doubles per game. And for him to improve um, from going from 7.4 assists per game with Sacramento now to leading the league at 10.3, I think the, the caveat I think we kind of have to also have to remember is that the guys that do win these awards are guys that were selected to their first all-star team. And I think the question now that I want to pose to you is do you think Tyrese – I think 100% he deserves to be in the all-star game as a reserve, but do you think that he's going to get there? I, I, I'd I be shocked if he didn't. I mean, okay. I, I, was, I shouldn't say shocked, but, like, he's definitely deserving. I mean, he's like you said, he's leading the NBA in assists. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's one of the three major stat categories. So, uh, I mean, this guy's definitely deserving of being an all-star, and he averages 20 points, and his team is winning, which I think is important, and I think the voters uh, view that as well. Yeah, and if you take a look at the beginning of the season, I mean, a lot of us were down on this Indiana Pacers team just because we thought, again, they weren't going to be playing any defense. There was already the trade rumors of Buddy Heald and Miles Turner possibly getting traded to the Lakers or another team. But right now, like you mentioned there, the Pacers are sitting at uh, the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference with a record of 23-18. and 18. I think they are getting very, very close to uh, their win total uh, to go over that already with about half of the games already played. So, yeah, I've been a big fan of Tyrese ever since he entered the league uh, when he was with Sacramento, now with the Indiana Pacers. But um, I still think there's some value on him at 4-1 at to one or at 5-1, to one, wherever you can find the best price. Um, but again, I, I just think that, you know, he's going to make the all-star team as well. And, um, you know, he's going to, if he stays healthy again, health is always a big question for any sport, but I think that if he's able to stay healthy, he will finish leading this league, uh, in assists per game. And again, like you mentioned that he, we see an uptick in his points per game. I, I definitely think he is going to be uh well, well deserving of winning this award here, Ryan. Completely agree. And I mean, his scoring has been down over the last five to seven games. So mm-hmm. I think maybe if he gets it going more, making shots as well while keeping his assists up and keeping his teammates involved. So yeah, love Tyrese Halliburton. So the next guy on the list here, Ryan, is going to be Lori Markin, aka Lori Bird. And I mean, this guy. He's just been on a tear this entire season, and it's it's like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder after being you know traded from Chicago to Cleveland last year, and then Cleveland over to Utah. So, through forty one games this season, Laurie Markkinen is averaging twenty four point five points per game. He's shooting fifty two point four percent from the floor, and he's uh, shooting forty one point two percent from beyond the arc. And we've seen games, and I think it was not not. I'm about to about a few nights ago. I think it was Saturday or Sunday where he put up a career high against the Houston Rockets. I think he was one point away from uh, shooting or scoring 50 points in that game. Um, but he's improved year on, especially from his last year in Cleveland to Utah this year, Ryan. 
Last year, he's averaging 14.8 points per game. This season, he's up to 24 and a half. And we saw the Utah Jazz come out of the gate this season just on fire because a lot of us, including myself on the NBA pod, that that the Utah Jazz were going to be in that in that bracket of teams where they would be in the running for the number one or number two or number three overall pick, but they have regressed a little bit. Um, there was a point where they were number one in the Western conference as far as standings go. Uh, but right now they are, they, they've fallen off a little bit at 21 and 23, but whatever thought about Lori uh, marketing so far this season, to be honest, if I had to give the award, I probably would go to him because he's yep. taken the biggest step among the guys, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. I thought that the Jazz were potentially going to be in that, maybe not as bad as the Rockets and Spurs, but like right in that next tier of bad teams. And currently, I mean, they are the 10th seed in the West, which is a loaded conference. Um, If they can hold off the maybe the Blazers and Lakers coming down the stretch in the second half of the year, I mean, you definitely got to give this guy a look. I mean, this team has definitely overachieved. I know that they've kind of regressed a little bit here recently, but the fact that they're in this position going into the all-star break here in a month, I mean, kudos to them. Yeah, it also goes back to, you know, talking about these guys that do we think they're going to make the all-star team because I think it's been a consistent – something that's that's been in the resume of these guys that have won the most improved player about them making the all-star team and it's it's either their first appearance um i think laurie Markinen is well deserving as well uh, just like we talked about with tyrese halliburton uh to make this all-star team um i know it's for the western conference there's a lot of guys or superstar players that have not played enough games that are still going to make the all-star team, but for Lori Markinen, who's played, I believe, in all of the games so far this season, from year over year, Ryan, he's improved his points per game by 10 points, and I think that's a very, very heavy um, criteria, I guess I can say, is what what voters look at. So um, I think so, too. I mean, as much as I want Tyrese to win it, I think right now, for me, it would probably have to go to Lori Bird as well. And let's not forget, he's also averaging eight and a half rebounds per game as well. I know. Yeah, he's just having an unbelievable year, and he definitely should be an all-star because, like you mentioned, it. one of the worst things in, in the NBA with the all-star selection process is those guys that don't really play enough games, but they just get it based contest. off of yeah, resume, popularity contest. So it's unfortunate for a guy potentially like Lori, but I still think he will get over the hump, uh, although having some things go against him. Yeah, he's played in all 41 games, I believe, so far for the Utah Jazz this season. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, points per game, hat. he's increased it by about 9.7 per game uh, since last season with Cleveland. And then his rebounds, uh, he's improved about, about 2.8 more per game uh, for the Utah Jazz. So I, I think right now it is probably Laurie marketing for me as well, which brings us to the favorite in the clubhouse right now. Uh, which is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, currently, he is the odds-on favorite uh, at even money or even starting to see some minus prices out there for SGA to win this award. And look, we can't ignore what this guy does when he's on the floor and he's healthy and he's out there playing basketball, right? I mean, he's 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 averaging 30.8 points per game, which is fifth best in the entire league. Um, his team is, is their... I think they're also overachieving right now. I know there was a um, the hope that Chet Holgrim 
Chet, Chet Holmgren, I'm sorry, would be able to be out there for this team, but he wasn't even able to make it through the summer league uh, dealing with a foot injury. But right now, OKC is sitting at 18 and 23. Uh, but more importantly, it's really been because Shea has just been playing out of his mind for this team so far this season where he's averaging close to 31 points per game. And he's doing it efficiently as well, right? Um, he's averaging... Um, 50% from the floor and he's not even a three point shooter. That's the crazy part to me, Ryan, is that he only attempts about three per game. He makes one of them per game um, and he's shooting 91% from the field. But for me, I think for Shea, there's two things I think we could have the conversation about here is that number one, do we think that he gets shut down when in the second half of the year where OKC we've seen it over the past couple of seasons where they, sit their players down trying to get a better draft pick, or do we think that they go for a playoff spot because they're playing so well? Yeah, this is an interesting scenario because this is the one guy where his team is probably not going to make the playoffs despite him having a monster year. And the crazy thing about Shea is, man, I remember him at Kentucky since obviously I'm more a college basketball guy than NBA. I never thought he would be this good. I mean, I thought he'd be a good pro when he was playing at Kentucky, but, I mean, to average 36-6, and he's having another monster year. My only thing with him when he most improved is last year, he he had a great year as well. I mean, he averaged, what, 26 Mm -hmm. and 5 and 6. So, I mean, he's taking his game up another notch, getting over that 30-point mark. But I still think the other two guys are more deserving because they've taken a bigger step and have kind of taken their teams to another level, being in playoff races. Yeah, and I think you're right that we we saw what – Shea was able to, especially over the last two seasons uh, with OKC Thunder, right? Back in the 2020-2021 year, he averaged 23.7 points per game last season, 24.5. This year, look, to average 30-plus points in the NBA, it's it's very commendable, and and, and we've seen the type of score this guy is. I mean, if you talk about the names that are up there as far as points per game, where Shea ranks number five, he trails Luka, Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Jason Tatum as leading scorers in the entire association. So for me, look, I, I think that they they paid him the money to be the franchise corner uh, piece of this OKC Thunder team. But you, you, you said it correctly that I feel like the other two guys are, are well-deserving of winning this award. And not to take anything from SGA, he's very exciting to watch. I mean, he's cashed a lot of bets for us on the podcast as well. Another guy we've talked a lot about on the podcast, but... Uh, for me, I, I think at least those two other guys are going to be well deserving. Also, the part that I think that you know, if this OKC Thunder team decides to mail it in in end of March or in April, is he going to be able to play enough games for him to qualify for this award? Is another conversation too. No doubt. Yeah, a lot of moving parts with SGA. So, kind of just monitor these, see what they do at the trade deadline as well. Like, not to keep, uh, what's the right word, hammering the point across, but he he had two unbelievable years prior. So if you had to give the best player out of these three, definitely SGA. But in terms of most improved from where they came, uh, I would probably lean to the other two guys in a dead heat race. Although SGA is a clear-cut favorite according to the betting odds. Yeah. And right now, like, I mean, yeah, uh, he is the odds-on favorite right now. He's at a minus price uh, to win this award. So, um I, I would probably go with Lori uh, to win this award here. Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I would probably – actually, I'm going to go Halliburton. 
I, okay. I, I really like better. Halliburton. Yeah, I, I kind of like your long shot, and I think I think they're just going to keep winning. I, I could see the Utah Jazz kind of fading out a little bit down yeah. the stretch or mm-hmm. keep regressing because they were supposed to be one of the worst teams. I don't think the Pacers are going anywhere, and I, I like Halliburton to get this thing done, uh, leading the league in assists and then potentially upping his uh, scoring totals coming down the stretch. Yeah, I like it. Um I hold that ticket. I said maybe uh, buy some on Laurie Markinen as well, maybe as a hedge. But yeah, I do like what I've yeah, like what I've seen from uh, Tyree so far this season. Um, Anything else we need to mention for this award market, uh, Ryan? Before we get into our player props for tonight, I don't think so. Just because I think it's a three-person race. I mean, you look down at who else is even mentioned. uh, You got Vassal and Simmons, uh, but I mean, it's I mean, Bain's way down there as well. But I can't see any of those getting really involved down the stretch. Yeah, it's it's a huge drop off from Tyrese, who's number three at plus four fifty. Then it goes to Simons, Anthony Simons at sixty to one. Uh, yeah. Jalen Brunson, 61. And then after that, it's guys that are just lining up. I feel like Bull Bull had an opportunity there, uh, but I just feel like there's just too many number one big uh, big men on the Orlando Magic roster where he won't get enough playing time um, for that award. And then I also thought Maxi would, would have uh, an opportunity as well, but I think he missed too many games when he was dealing with that injury um, for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So, um yeah, nothing else that really stood out to me as far as I going down the list here. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I completely agree. All right, before we get into our player props here, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That's going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGPN has teamed up with uh, Homage for a NFL playoff challenge. The winner will get $300 in cash, a $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 gift card to Homage. Uh, Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback uh, gear officially licensed by the NFL. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage. For all the contest details and to enter the contest, just make sure to download the SGPN app and hit the contest tab. All right, Ryan, let's get into our player props here for the Wednesday night schedule in the association. I will let you lead it off, buddy. What do you got for your first player prop for tonight? I am going to lead it off out West and I'm going to take Harrison Barnes and I'm seeing his point total right now at 15 and a half. He's uh, he's gone over that number now recently in four out of the last five games, including a 30 point night the other night, 22 as well. Actually he's gone over this in five straight. So I'd, I like for him to continue to roll on. He's averaging 21 points in the month of January and the Atlanta Hawks are struggling on the defensive end as well. So uh, my first one is Harrison Barnes over 15 and a half points. Yeah, uh, I was watching this game against Orlando the other night, and uh, the guy could just not miss. I think he like knocked down his first seven or eight shots um, for the Sacramento Kings. And 
Um, he's yeah, he's, he's ever since the calendar year uh, turned over to 2023, he's just been on a, a man on a mission. Um, like you mentioned, he's averaging 21 points per game in the five games so far this month. He's shooting the ball efficiently from the floor. I think that's what kind of really sticks out to me as well. 53.2%. And he's also shooting the three ball very well as well. Uh, 48.6%. He's also getting seven attempts up per game. And they're going up against the Rockets here tonight. Again, a team that, again, has struggled defensively all throughout the season, but they're also a team that gives it up uh, from beyond the three-point line as well, which kind of nicely transitions into my first player prop. I have two props in this game. One's going to be a best bet, but the first one I'll give you here is Kevin Herter over two-and-a-half three-point shots made. Um, you can go with this two ways. The over two-and-a-half is heavily juiced right now around minus 155. I actually took this at three-and-a-half at... Um, plus 142 so definitely shop around whatever you're more comfortable with uh, i played it at three and a half to get me some plus odds here and kevin herter there's no question about it he's been the best three-point shooter for this team for the sacramento kings uh all season right he's averaging um 15.8 points per game but on the season he's shooting 42 percent from the three-point line um and over his last five games he's shooting he, he's he's Staying pretty consistent and he's shooting it at 41%. But for me, what's kind of stuck out about Kevin Herter is that over his last five games, he's made three or more three point shots in four of the last five games. And he's also knocked down at least four in uh, two of the last three games uh, against his opponents. And you know, we talked about the Rockets right now and how bad they are defending the three point line. Um, they rank bottom. Um, just had the numbers in front of me. They rank bottom um, four in opponent three-point percentage allowed. Uh, they are the worst team when it comes to makes allowed and their second worst in as far as attempts allowed per game. So, and that's and that's also has stayed consistent over the last 10 games for the Rockets. So they're just not defending the three-point line very well. I think that guys like Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, uh, you could throw in Keegan Murray into that conversation as well, where I think they're going to find some success beyond the three-point line. So for me, uh, my first player probably in the same game as well here, Ryan, Kevin Herter over three-and-a-half three-point shots made at plus 140. I like it. And you look at what he's done recently, um, the field goal attempts and the volume are there. I mean, he's at, he's averaging almost 15 shots or 13 shots a game and then mm -hmm. eight threes a game. So I, I think the volume's there. And you mentioned it as well. This Atlanta Hawks uh, defense, it, they have just struggled. So I expect a big night from uh, a lot of points here out west in this game. Yep. Uh, all right, let's go over to your next player prop. What do you got? I'm going to take a page out of your book, actually. I'm going to go Desmond Bain over two and a half threes okay. against the San Antonio Spurs. And we feel like we touch on how bad the Spurs are defensively every episode. And Desmond Bain so far this year against the San Antonio Spurs is averaging 23 points or 23 and a half, 23 and a half points in those games. And he's made eight threes on the year against him. So I, I like that to continue. And this Memphis team is rolling. So I think I don't think the train stops tonight. I expect a big night from John Moran and Desmond Bain. Yeah. Um, Spurs, I mean, defensively, it's just it's not very good. I mean, there's just no better way to put it or it put it in better words. Uh, they are the worst defensive rated team on the road so far this season with a rating of 118.7. And, and like you mentioned there, Ryan, that 
Desmond Bain has had success against this team uh, this season. Um, over his last three games, he's knocked down at least three three-pointers against the San Antonio Spurs. I know they get John Moran back here tonight uh, to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, but when you talk about who are your two primary scorers for the Memphis Grizzlies, it's Desmond Bain and it's John Moran, Ryan. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, so for my next player prop, I mean, we just talked a lot about this guy here, um, Tyrese Halliburton. Over, I'm gonna go over nine and a half assists for him tonight. Um, this is this is gonna be a game that I think the Pacers, and in particular, Tyrese Halliburton has circled. And I'm not sure if a lot of our viewers, or sorry, listeners. Um, know about what the Knicks color commentator Wally Zerbiak said about Tyrese Halliburton. I, and, and I'm paraphrasing here. I think this was a game a while back where these two teams matched up and Wally came out and said that Tyrese is either not deserving of an all-star uh, um, all-star uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Appearance, I appearance, guess. Yeah. yeah. Appearance. Yep. Um, for the game Eastern Conference team this year, or he's not, um, I guess, worthy, or he's a fake all-star or something like that. He's something along those lines, he said. And one of my buddies dropped this in one of our, our group chats this morning, and I'm going to read this to you uh, quickly here uh, about what Tyrese Halliburton said on the meaning of this game. And here, let me fucking pull it up. All right, here we go. So this is what Tyrese Halliburton says. I quote, we're right with them in the standings, meaning the New York Knicks Pacers guard Tyrese Halliburton said after practice on Tuesday, we've been neck and neck as the years has went on. So this is a game, a little bit of more emphasis to, especially due to the standings at the end of the year, we could probably be right next to each other. And that could determine who's in the play in games and who's not. And if we both maintain what we've been doing this, uh, been doing this year. Uh, so for me, these two teams did match up earlier this season. The Pacers were up by three points with about a buck 56 left. And the Knicks outscored them nine, nothing uh, uh, where Pacers dropped that game. But in that game, Ryan Tyrese Halliburton recorded a double, double for the New York, uh, sorry, for the Pacers in that game where he had 15 points and 10 assists. So, and if you take a look at his last five games, he's averaging 11 assists per game. He's uh, dished out 10 or more assists in four of the last five games, including three straight games where he's had at least 12 assists, has Tyrese Halliburton. So I, I, I'm expecting him to have a big night here, Ryan. I think that he's going to get over his assists. And if you if you really want to get a little bit frisky with it, um, I'm trying to find his triple-double here for tonight. Uh, I'll let you give your thoughts on Tyrese since we just talked about him, and I'll try to pull up that triple-double price. Yeah, no, this is the Tyrese Halliburton episode because we're both on Tyrese Halliburton. I uh, love this angle, the revenge angle against Wally as well, where he kind of t- threw shade at him a little bit when uh, he, we all know he's definitely deserving to be an all-star. So, yeah, no, I like a big night for This is a important game in the standings as well. So one of those NBA games that you circle on your calendar for a game of emphasis. Yeah, and I'm not able to find that price right now for it. Or let me see another book here. So he is 28 to 1 to record a triple double here tonight. So um, if you want to put some pizza money or a a beer money bet on Tyrese here tonight, I do think that he has a big night here for the uh, Pacers. So that's going to be a game I am definitely going to be watching here tonight. Just see how how Tyrese and and the Pacers respond after taking that loss earlier this season against the New York Knicks. All right, Ryan, why don't you take us over to player prop number three, my man. What do you got? 
Yeah, so I just was looking at uh, the Timberwolves. I wanted to take it over on Anthony Edwards, but they just took it off the board. So I am going down the down the board now, and I'm going to look at the Boston-New Orleans game. And both teams playing well, obviously, at the top of the conference standings. But I think these this is one of those games that's going to be circled on the calendar as well for both teams, especially for the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, where I'm going to take under 31.5 points for Jason Tatum. And I mean, it's more just, it's a kind of, I don't, I'm not going to say it's a playoff game, but kind of a playoff atmosphere with two teams at the top of their conference standings. I know Tatum has gone over 30 in the last couple games, but uh, I think New Orleans has the length that they can maybe slow down Tatum just a little bit and keep him under 31 and a half. Yeah, I think that for the Pelicans, this is going to be have to be a game where they are going to have to. Um, bring it defensively. I, I know they've their la- last couple games have been in a shootout where they've won those games, but um, we, we talked a lot about this Pelicans team and the link that they have um, on the defense side of the basketball, whether that's Herb Jones. Uh, you could throw in Dyson Daniels, mm-hmm. his name into that fold, Jose Alvarado. Uh, Jackson Hayes is another name. That's uh, a great defensive player for this team and that has a link as well. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that if Herb Jones is matched up here tonight against um, against Jason Tatum, I think there is a great possibility that where he's able to contain him, where it's going to take guys like Jalen, you know, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, throwing Al Horford's name in there, um, Malcolm Brogdon. Those guys are going to have to step up here tonight. The depth, I think, is going to be the big part of this game here tonight for the Pelicans. So, um, yeah, Jason Tatum. Uh, under for his player props here tonight. I am seeing Herb Jones is doubtful for tonight, but again, I still feel there's plenty of depth on the defensive side of the basketball for the uh, uh, New Orleans Pelicans to kind of slow down Jason Tatum. Agreed. Um, All right, for my next player prop, before we get into best bets, we talked about the Memphis game. Uh, We talked about Desmond Bain. I'm going to take John Morant here tonight. Over 27 and a half points. This one's a little bit juiced at, as well at minus 130. But, you know, John Moran has missed the last couple of games for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. But I don't think this is a not a good uh, sign for the San Antonio Spurs. We talked about how bad they are defensively. But if you take a look at John Moran's numbers over the course of his last four career games, He's averaging close to 39 points per game, including two games against the Spurs that I'm speaking of, that he scored 41 and 52 respectively. Um, He's gone over that projection of, or this projection of 27 and a half in all four of those games. And you always question why has Moran has success against the Spurs? Well, we talked about how they're one of the worst defensive, but they're really bad defending the painted area. Uh, the Spurs ranked number 28 in opponent uh, points allowed inside the paint. And we know John Moran, he's a human highlight reel. He likes to attack the paint, get those easy baskets, throw down those, throw down those dunks. And I think that's just going to continue here tonight for John Moran uh, as he returns from the injury. So um, for me, I'm taking John Moran over 27 and a half points here tonight against the San Antonio Spurs, Ryan. Love it. And we just went through it with Desmond Bain and that angle over two and a half, three. So I, I like John Morant to have a huge night. These Grizzlies are rolling. And um, yeah, no, I just, I, it's a bad matchup for the Spurs to match up. I mean, it's a bad match for a lot of people to ma- match yeah. up with uh, John Morant, but especially the San Antonio Spurs. 
it almost seems correlated, right? Like you get John Morant back and that he's going to be attacking the basket. The attention is going to go to John Morant trying to slow him down. And maybe that's where he finds the open shooters like Desmond Bain to knock down those three point shots. So I think that's a great correlation between uh, uh, John Morant and Desmond Bain here tonight. Like we talked about, they're more of the two primary scores for the Memphis Grizzlies team. Agreed. Yep. All right. Before we get into best bets uh, for the NBA schedule here tonight, let me tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Uh, at Underdog Fantasy, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball, the gauntlet, with $1 million in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL, plus when you uh, use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com. You get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Ryan, let's get into our best bets to close out this episode. I will let you lead it off here, my man. What's your best bet? Everybody knows what it is. Oh, Gian- here we go. Back to Giannis. <laughs> I'm seeing what over 44 and a half points and rebounds. I, I, he's actually struggled since we last uh, recorded. So, uh, looking at what Giannis has done, a rare uh, 22 points only the other night and 10 rebounds. And then the night before that, I think he left the game early. Uh, he only had nine and four in a game that they got just drilled in against the Hornets. Yeah. But before that, 30 and 21, 55 and 10, I mean, 43 and 20, 45 and 22. You keep going on and on and on. So I'll go back to Giannis, and I think this bad matchup for Atlanta, too. I mean, Atlanta, yeah. I mean, they, they like to play fast as well, so I think it could be another game where there's some more possessions, so more opportunities for Giannis to uh, get his, as they say. Yeah, I agree. Um uh, the, the last game against New York, um, the rebounds weren't there for him because of all people, Pat Connington had 11 rebounds in that game I know. <laughs> uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. And that was against New York. And that was a game where I was on the Giannis props. Uh, should I message you first and hey, do you like Giannis props tonight? But uh, I think I made that mistake. But since you like it here tonight, Ryan, I'm going to be on uh, Atlanta. Let's go back uh, to it. <laughs> yeah, I go back to it against Atlanta here tonight. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, he's had not two Giannis-like games over the last two games, but like you mentioned, against that Hornets uh, game, they probably just sat him because they gave up, what, 50-plus points in that first quarter, and the Hornets didn't look back, and there's no reason for Giannis to be out there. Um, wasn't very efficient uh, in that New York game, but I think there's an opportunity here tonight where the interior, another team that struggled defending the paint, uh, in the Atlanta Hawks. They're already without Clint Capella. It's you're relying on then John Collins and uh, Oyeke Kungwa to defend the paint. And I don't think they'll be able to slow down Giannis in this game. And again, this is another game that has a big total here tonight. I think I saw it at 236. So the books are definitely expecting points. So if you see the Milwaukee Bucks put up 120 points here tonight, you're probably going to see Giannis had 45 to maybe 50 points again here tonight. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be on this. I think, uh, uh, I don't think, but I know that Ryan is undefeated when he has Giannis player props to go over on our prop cast, Ryan. Indeed. Yeah, no, I keep riding Giannis, man. So going back to the well tonight. Yeah, hey, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. Um yep. All right, for my best bet, I'm going to go back to that Rockets and the Sacramento Kings game here tonight we talked about. And I'm going to go with the Rockets center, Alpernan Shangoon, over 14 and a half points here tonight. Um, 
I think that he's going to have success scoring the basketball tonight. I think the theme of this prop cast here has been fading defenses that are bad at uh, defending the paint. And we can throw Sacramento into the teams that we talked about here today. The Kings on the season are allowing 54.8 points uh, per game inside the paint, which ranks number 27 out of the 30 teams. Um, that number gets only worse over the last 10 games where they drop down to the second worst uh uh, defense as far as defending the pain. The Rockets have faced the Spurs and the Jazz uh, this season who are bottom four and defending the paint. Uh, and in those games, Ryan, uh, Shane Goon scored 22, 20, and 16 respectively against those opponents. Over the last two weeks, the Kings are allowing opposing centers to average about 28.2 points per game while shooting about 59.2% from the floor. Um, I expect Shane Goon's success to continue against weak interior defenses, uh, especially in a game where, again, another game with a high, high total, like we talked about with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I'm taking the over on uh, Shane Goon's 14 and a half points as my best bet. And if you also want to sprinkle uh, sprinkle a little bit on his double-double at plus 160, I don't hate that either. But as far as best bet purposes, Alpern and Shane Goon over 14 and a half points here uh, tonight, Ryan. I like that angle as well. And you mentioned he's been playing well, so I, I like him to continue to do it. And, yes, look at that double-double price um, if you want a dog price. Yeah. Currently see that at plus 160, but definitely shop around on your books if you're able to find a better, uh, sorry, better number uh, for Shane Goon here tonight of the Houston Rockets. All right, uh, Ryan, that is going to do it for this edition of the PropCast. Uh, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here? No, I mean, hey, uh, every night, go check out the college basketball experience. It's uh, nightly entertainment and picking out some college hoops games, conference season, and uh, NFL playoffs are here. So go check out Moonoff and I on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Yeah, NFL playoffs kicking off this weekend. Make sure uh, to check us out on the NFL Gambling Podcast if you haven't already. Make sure to check out Ryan on the college basketball experience every single night as they handicap every single game on the board for the following day to get you ahead of the lines. And again, make sure to check out the NBA gambling podcast as well. Monday through Friday, we usually go around 11 a.m. Eastern um, for uh, all the games for the NBA on that particular night. So uh, it's a lot of fun talking hoops. Uh, make sure to follow Ryan on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. And again, make sure to download the SGPN app. We have about three to four different contests that are happening right now um, on the SGPN network. So a lot of cash prizes up for grabs, a lot of gift cards to the merch store up for grabs. I, I just bought myself uh, a the canvas sign of the SGPN last night to put into my uh, – uh, into my office here. So um, there's a lot of great stuff as part of apparel, accessories, all that good stuff. Uh, so make sure to check out the store there as well for the uh, merch store. And again, enter those contests so you can get free gift cards uh, of about, I think $100 are given away to uh, all those contests. So again, definitely check it out. All right, we'll be back on Friday for the NBA uh, props as well. And then me and Rod will do the NFL player props as well for the wild card weekend. So again, if you haven't already subscribed, to the PropCast, make sure to do so. And if you haven't already, please leave us a rating and review for the show as well. All right, that's going to do it. Good luck with your bets uh, tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>